Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught and get ready to launch your mind into an entirely new reality. If you've always felt there had to be more to life, more to existence, then you're listening to the right podcast. Get comfortable, pour yourself a drink, sit back, and let your host, Adam R. Walton, expand your horizons. This is going to be good. This is going to be fun. This is going to be mind-bending. Time to think. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. It's been quite a while. It's probably been the longest pause since I started casting um, that I've waited to do another one. Um, It became a quantity over quality type thing. It's the long haul. Um, We've had some phenomenal success uh, and we're still just a fledgling show, but we have had massive reach uh, and it's a beautiful thing. So in doing so, I don't want to shortchange anybody. I don't want to shortchange myself. I don't want to shortchange anything. Um, The topics that we cover, obviously people are longtime listeners (laughs) to a short time show, but it's value. You need, you need value. You need free thought. You need to be able to sort of think. You need to love me. You need to hate me. You need to just simply listen to the ideas uh, and, and take value from it, no matter what that be. So I can't put out garbage. Um, it bothers me too much to do so. Uh, and doing, in keeping with that and, and, and sort of moving in that process, I have been Uh, jumping now into the physical fitness realm uh, of things. Uh, And it's funny how whatever path you decide you're going to be on, uh, the universe hands you all the tools that you could ever possibly need. All the people, all the benefits, all everything. Are you willing to see them, accept them, embrace them? Who knows? That's, that's you. That's all of that's you. Every single piece of anything that you want to do, that's all you. Um, I mentioned this because I do have a guest today, Tyson James Lee. I was introduced to this individual um, last week or the week before, uh, and it just so happened that I had made the decision to get fit, uh, and, 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 and Tyson comes into my life. Now, Tyson is, um, <laughs> Tyson is uh, an elite, an elite sales coach, an elite fitness coach, an elite thinker, um, you can find him over at Tyson James Lee on Facebook. He's the only one easy to search. Uh, this guy, um, th- th- I don't have enough. I don't have enough time to say all the good things I want to say about him. Uh, the irony that we met, how we met, um, at the time that we met, it it falls perfectly in line with sort of where I am and what I need. If there was ever a doubt in my mind that said, you know what, fitness might not be what you want, getting your energy flowing, all the positive stuff that you want, you know, he comes in, he shows, he's just, Hey man, without even saying who he is, like, Hey man, this is what we need to do. The guy's ripped all the hell. And uh, I think to myself, you know, this is, this is a good connection. So we start talking, we start shooting the shit and wouldn't you know, he's got the right mind for a, this podcast and be success in life. So I had to have him on the show. There's no possible way I couldn't have this guy on the show. So as I took the hiatus from recording, I came into some really phenomenal contacts and I want to share these guys with you. So today, today, ladies and gentlemen, I have Tyson James Lee with me and we are going to talk about 
pretty much everything from fitness, from anti-aging, from reversing aging, to mind control, to possibly even some sort of fun government conspiracy theory. But we're certainly going to dive into all of it. And as, as though, although that was a long intro, I'd like to, without further ado, introduce Tyson James Lee. How are you, buddy? I'm well. Thank you for having me on, man. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And that normally I don't intro that long. Normally I sort of jump right in or let people know, but uh, I am thoroughly impressed with uh, your gifts, your gifts to society. You have right now, uh, ironically, you're in, you're in a bit of a transitional stage yourself. Uh, so, so you've got all these programs all over the place that people can sort of access and dive into. Um, uh, talk a little bit about where you, where you came from, how you got started online and, and, and how you've been able to help your community. All right. Um, yeah. So, uh, I had a pretty rough, uh, not childhood, early twenties, uh, self-induced rough early twenties, got in a lot of trouble. Um, and really it got to a point where I was completely miserable. Um, and I kind of got into this place where it was like, okay, well, it can't get any worse. So a lot of the fear started to dissipate and it was like, let's go for broke. And I was living in Washington state, uh, with my father. Um, I lost my license for seven years. Um, I had just overcome a severe heroin addiction. Um, and I was trying to figure out what was next for me. And in April of 2014, um, I had a dream um, where a man told me to take what I had and go to Southern California if I wanted a better life. And so the following day, um, I woke up, took what little money I had, I bought a plane ticket, and I took off um, with $600 in a backpack to Southern California. I slept on the beach for a couple weeks, got a job training in a gym, and I was committed and determined to find some level of success, but really some level of fulfillment, some level of happiness, some level of contentment, some level of life is okay and it's fun to live. And so I got out to California. I started training in a gym. Um, the gym owner was real cool. I slept in the gym office um, instead of the beach for two weeks. I accumulated the amount of money I needed to rent a room. Um, and I rented a room and I kept training in the gym, um, and started to get these ideas of formulating my own online course. It was very new at the time. Very few people were doing it even five years ago. It was so long ago in the internet world of things. And I met a guy named Robert Brower. They called him the hippie capitalist. <laughs> if, uh, you can imagine that. And this guy was a coach. He was a consultant. He was an internet marketer. And he was like, dude, you can sell anything. And I was also with a, a network marketing company and he hated network marketing, but I sold him into it. And he was so impressed by the idea that I sold him into the network marketing company that he started to tell everybody that, Hey, you can sell. So he started to work for a guy named Russ Rafino, who owned a company called clients on demand. Now, Russ was one of the original um, guys who was selling webinar funnels and group coaching packages, teaching coaches and consultants how to sell group coaching. I had no idea what a coach or a consultant was. And the fact that people could make money 
selling their advice blew my mind. But I had an interesting introspect. So I got a job. Basically, Robert vouched for me and said, this guy can sell anything. Um, give him a shot. And they're like, has he ever done high ticket sales? And it was a $12,000 marketing package. And I got the gig. And Which in back in the week, day, sorry to cut you off, but back ahead. in the day was, was almost unheard of. Nobody would t- give 12000 to a perfect stranger. Yep. Now, high ticket sales now is like 100000 per sale, you know, depending mm-hmm. on sort of what you're doing. So what you were pushing back in the day and how you were communicating, connecting with the people was pretty rock star, pretty rock star for sure. So I had this interesting opportunity, right, to talk to hundreds of struggling coaches and consultants. And they, their top sales guy was doing about four or five sales. Um, a month. And they were very skeptical of me, but I committed like I do to everything a hundred percent. And I, I, I got the sales training and I figured it out. And then I was no longer working at the gym cause it shut down. And I was about to have to fly home to Washington with the last little bit of my money. And on August 24th of 2014, um, they gave me a shot and they gave me the first lead. And I closed it and I took $10,000 on a credit card. It was one of the most nerve wracking moments of my <laughs> life. And I went on to close uh, 17 deals, 17, $12,000 deals in 14 days, breaking company records and generating a little under $20,000 for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I quickly became known as in that time, um, the kid who could sell anything, the high ticket closer. But also I had this interesting opportunity to speak to consultants and coaches who are struggling. And I got this really interesting inside look. So I continued to do that. I built um, a sales team. I brought my own guys. We were using a LinkedIn software to generate even more leads, which I was getting paid more for. And I did that for five to six months. And eventually I stopped making the leverage money. So the sales trainer comes to me and says, Hey, you guys that brought on, you were making money for them. The way that this chain works is it's just not going to work. You're still going to make money off the deals you close. I'm like, Whoa, I trained all these guys. I got them going. And so they were out of integrity. And so I knew it was just a matter of time before I, I wanted out basically at that time. And I was looking mm-hmm. for something else. Then I partnered with a guy who wrote a book called five minute business. His name is Mark Mitto. And he is an Australian um, internet marketing guru. And he had a product, um, a company called Social Empire and a product that was very similar to Russ's, but it was only five grand. And they were going to give me 20% commission. So I was still making $1,000 per sale. And so it was a cheaper course. And these guys had more integrity. So I took their Australian company and launched it in North America Mm -hmm. and sold that to a lot of different people. At that time, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do for myself. So I started to build a company called Sales Empire and I was going to give all this sales training, all this high ticket sales training. I was on like Ryan Stuman's podcast, the hardcore closer. Um, him and I built a relationship and became pretty good friends. Um, and a woman reached out to me by the name of Marcy Locke. Marcy Locke is a transformation and fitness specialist, um, mindset coach, and she now charges $1 million per year per client. So Marcy gets a hold of me and she goes, Hey, I heard you could sell anything. And I was like, what do you got? She's like, I have a $15,000 three month mindset and fitness course. I said, what you have a fit. I was like, well, that's probably why you can't find anybody to sell it. It's a fitness course for 15 grand um, and mindset, which teaches women their relationship to food. And that's one of the tough ones too, to sort of say that because uh, I'll, I'll interject on that one in my story uh, right now. Um, the fitness guys are asking, basically it was 12 grand for the year. Um, 
And I know the mindset to anyone listening to this and that's selling their own program and selling their own course. If you're selling something, an idea and a way to make more money, you can literally ask for virtually the sky's the limit when it comes to dollars that you can ask for. But when you're trying to sell a fitness program, people, anyone that wants a fitness program is usually out of shape and quite possibly does not believe in themselves. So it's really hard to say, give me 15 grand and I'll make you, I'll make you look good, right? And because the mindset behind that is people are like, well, what does that mean? How is that going to earn me money? But it really does in the long run, looking good, feeling good, being more energetic consistently will earn you more money. But that is a huge ask, 15 grand for three months. And so, yeah, so just to fill a few people in on that, but yeah, carry on. Sorry about that. Yeah. So Marcy was like, I can't find anybody to sell this program. And I heard you're the best high ticket closer around. I was in San Diego at the time still. And so Marcy was like, well, let me give you some leads and see what you can do. And lo and behold, I started closing her deals and she was thrilled. She was completely thrilled that she had found somebody else because if we can't find somebody else to do our sales, coaching businesses, by the way, are built brick by brick, sale by sale. And if we're on the phone all day, putting these bricks on top of each other, it's very hard for us to continue to create, build content, do other things inside of our business. So Marcy found somebody who could finally sell. We, I ended up running, then I ended up running the whole back end of her business, hiring marketing teams, everything like this was kind of a right hand man and was traveling. Well, Marcy and I got into a personal relationship and we dated for about 14 months. And so here I am dating this millionaire coach living on Fletcher's Cove in Solana beach, San Diego. Um, and a year prior I was sleeping on the beach. And so I got this phenomenal education and Marcy treated me like I had already arrived and I just took it and ran with it. I raised profits in her business by about 50 to hundred K um, on any given month. Some months were 50. That was the goal. You're going to go ahead and do this. And when these profits are raised and these systems are in place, then we'll talk about you getting a percentage now, because I was in a relationship with a woman, I was making less per sale um, than I had in a long time. And the biggest sale that I sold at that time, she was charging $125,000 for year long consulting. And I closed two of those deals for her. And so we got into a relationship. I ran the back end of her business and I did what she asked me. And then I come to her and I say, okay, Marcy, this is what our agreement was. I need to, I'm, I'm tired of struggling. I'm tired of having you pay for these things. Well, Marcy taught me a lot about mindset and she taught me what it was to be a creator and not a victim. And so when she had a problem and it was her baby, so she didn't want to give any of it up and she was really resistant to it. So instead of creating a fuss or getting upset, I just said, I understand. 25 days later, I launched TyFit. Um, I launched TyFit in, it, I believe I said June of 2016. It was June of 2015 um, that I launched TyFit. And I started to do daily Facebook content. And well, also is tie fit still being sold? Do you still have links to that? Uh, throughout? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we are redeveloping all the links. So we'll get into that story. I took 10 months off to sit in silence. I just came back three months oh, yeah. ago. I can't yeah, wait yeah. to get into that part of it. Yeah. 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 So, um, it's been a journey. So anyways, um, yeah, so I learned how to do this. And then I learned everything that there was about transformation and coaching by living with Marcy for a year. And so I developed a product. Now it was very similar to like, I, I taught Marcy a lot about fitness, nutrition. I knew that way, way better than she did. 
She knew mindset and transformation um, and personal growth way more than I did. So I got this heavy dose of living with a millionaire coach who charges a million dollars per client per year now, which is insane, um, which in a good way, like more power to her. Um, she's oh, yeah. a great woman. I've expressed numerous times on the show how money is just indicative of kind of where you are. You know, yep. if she's charging a million dollars, that just goes to show who she's working with. Like, yes, you know, exactly. somebody who's somebody who's got a ton of cash and somebody who's been there, done that and built a ton of stuff. They're not going to, they're not going to give you like, if you, if you like, oh yeah, my coaching's 20 grand. They're like, um, whatever here, right? Finance for the most part has to hurt for a proper coach to be successful. You have to feel it, mind, body, and soul, and especially wallet so that you hunt it down and chase it back. So she worked her way up obviously from the $20,000 crowd into the million dollar crowd. Yep. And that is, I mean, kudos to her. That's a, that's a phenomenal thing to do. I mean, that in and of itself is a story and it's got nothing to do with how much money she's making. And everything to do with the person she became in the journey of making that money. So Absolutely. So what Marcy taught me was how to manifest and how to create all that we desire from the inside out instead of the outside in. Mm -hmm. And that was invaluable. Um, and I remember when um, I left Marcy and I launched TyFit, um, she was like, I value what I've taught you at a quarter million dollars. I'm like, ah, okay, Marcy, sure. Well, then I went off. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you were dating her and you were living with her and, and, uh -huh. and you had you'd taken a pay cut essentially to work with her. Yeah, yeah. And because you guys were in a relationship, she then said to you, um, the value that you've gotten from spending a year with me is $250,000. So that's your mm -hmm. paycheck. Mm -hmm. Times are tough, man. And you yeah. know what? It's not even, it's not even, you can't <laughs> even get mad at her. It's like, fuck. No. All right. Well, so, there it is. <laughs> but you know, I was like, hey, yeah, whatever, Marcy, you're full of shit. Well, then in the next 12 months, I went to generate a quarter million dollars organically on social media from yeah. what she taught me. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so it's I was all like, bullshit okay, until you yeah. do it, man. And that's the craziest thing. So I went off, launched TyFit, started debunking everything in the fitness industry. And I was so passionate about it because there was so much bullshit out there. It was just mm -hmm. garbage. And it was, yeah. it, was, it was painful to see people try program after program after program. And so I read a quote once and it was like if you want to have success in the industry do exactly what the mar opposite of what the market's doing and so i was like okay and i took that seriously and i started to create resistance inside the fitness industry and i started to swim upstream and i started to debunk all this stuff and i was one of the first people out there teaching our cyclic ketosis um exercise induced human growth hormone deep into gut health um the system in the communication system between our microbiota and our neurotransmitters in the brain um i was one of the first in the industry that i know of besides a medical professional that was you know a holistic doctor that was actually um, educated on this and teaching this. And I focused solely on weight loss. And in the first year of my business, I helped over 100 people um, lose at least 30 pounds. And it was amazing. So I ran group coaching program where I would work with 10 to 15 people in the same amount of time that I would work with one. And I developed a course. So I actually sold 10 spots for TyFit. I didn't have a course and I didn't know you know what it was what it was going to be but i it's knew just, i had yeah. to build it so just i built you, day just one doing a webcam right <laughs> yep no i built day one the day before they started and yeah. they went through my course and so i worked for 60 straight 16 to 18 hour days building a day of content and that's when the tie fit course came so i have a fully automated college size course day one day two day three audios videos pdfs action steps um and over 45 hours recorded information it is larger than any college course that i ever 
it is everything that you would want to know on health, wellness, human performance, um, and have um, made a little under a million dollars selling that over the last five years. Do you have a, do you have a link back to that? Right so now, Alex, or is it Alex and I are developed? creating everything and I will get it to you so you can put it in the show notes or, um, yeah, if it, if it exists right now, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, this won't be the last time you're on the show. Uh, right now, um, my audience also knows I don't push people to sell products. I push people to help. So, um, yeah. anyone will be able to reach out to you via Facebook and reach out to yeah. me if they can't get you. Um, and that like, you're, you're going to make yourself accessible to the people that want to talk. Um, but yeah, so I just want to know if you did have it available, I would have thrown it in, but I mean, regardless, that is such a phenomenal thing to have built out of necessity. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was built out of necessity. I was in survival mode and I had to figure this out. So here I am as this 28 year old man and 29 year old man at the time. Um, and I'm making 20 to $25,000 a month and I'm working five to 10 hours a week because I had one weekend group call where I talked to all my clients together. They didn't get personal access to me. And then they went through the course and I would tie it together with a group call on the weekend. So eventually we put the group calls into the course and automated it. And I've sold that in and on its own um, for people that aren't interested in paying me the value that I deserve to work with me personally. Mm -hmm. So I left San Diego and I went back to Washington state to see my family. Um, and then I went to Minnesota to see the hippie capitalist. So Robert Brower hit the hippie capitalist, uh, my good friend, his blessing to the world was to help me get my information out. Cause he was like, you're going to help a lot of people. And without him, um, Typha isn't created. Well, it's created in another Avenue or another form cause it was going to happen. But Robert helped me and I owe him, um, a huge credit to that. And I went out to Minnesota. He, we, we tied up the rest of the course. And then I went out to Arkansas to visit a client that had paid me to stay with him and his family for a month. On the way to Arkansas, um, I got hammered drunk on the plane um, and I was on a layover and <clears throat> they wouldn't let me <clears throat> back on the next plane. <laughs> and so I was in Atlanta, Georgia um, and I went to my hotel and it was right outside the airport and I was in the bad part of town. Um, and I got robbed by some gangsters, um, at gunpoint. Uh, mm -hmm. they took my credit card, took me to the ATM, um, completely withdrawal everything in my account, um, through Venmo, everything on my phone. Um, a tight, yeah, I was in a hotel room. Um, and they basically took over my hotel room and started selling crack out of it. Finally got away, called the police. Um, and it was, it was, it was a mess. And so basically I'm getting there to Arkansas, um, with my client and I've got like negative $300 in the bank. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, how many times are you going to do this feast and famine stuff, bro? And, um, I went in November of 2000, 2015. Um, I went off and I created, I think $42,000 in a month. I'm reestablishing myself. Um, pulling my head out of my ass, getting my shit straight. And um, I bought a home in Arkansas. Um, and I lived in Arkansas um, with, you know, on some property um, for quite some time, for about a year and a half, where I really did nothing but focus on my business. Um, and I was on fire. I was helping, you know, 15 to 20 people. Sometimes I was launching a group every three weeks, um, eight-week groups. And so did that left Arkansas um, and wanted something different. And I moved to Scottsdale, Arizona. 
and I lived in Scottsdale, Arizona for about two years. I uh, lived in Old Town for a little bit, and that was a lot of fun. Um, halfway through the time that I was living in Scottsdale, Arizona, let me back up real quick. So when I was first in San Diego, before I met Marcy, I had a friend named Brian. He took me to my very first ever life coaching meeting. When he took me to this meeting, he loaned me $40 so that I could get groceries and feed myself. We did this thing called the passion or the purpose test. And I wrote down the five top things that I wanted in my life that I thought would create happiness. And that was a quarter million dollars in income, working less than 20 hours a week to get it, living in warm weather climate year round, um, being with a woman that I could see myself being with for the rest of my life and the ability to generate income on the fly from my phone. And I had all five of those. Mm-hmm. And I was miserable. Oh, yeah. And I was like, dude, it was like I got to the end of the rainbow. I looked in the pot of gold, and there was no gold. There was another leprechaun flipping me off, pointing to another rainbow down the road. And that is like, there you go. That is a huge story uh, when it comes to getting what you think you want. Um, Mm -hmm. The the idea is, you know, fuck, you you go through life, and, and society tells you everything. Make some money, buy a house, get a wife, have some kids. A society tells you to do this stuff and then and then you do it and you're like well, i'm still not happy and, and where does happiness come in yeah so all i ever wanted was fulfillment mm-hmm. that was it all i ever wanted was to be full and i thought that this stuff would create full and i was genuinely shocked when it didn't and shortly after that had happened um i had found out that my mother was diagnosed with multiple myeloma blood cancer mm-hmm. um and I went deep into debt, uh, investing over $100,000 into whole, her holistic, holistic treatment. She ended up passing away, and I ended up trying to lose myself in a bottle. Mm-hmm. I hired a guy named Christopher John Stubbs, um, and I went out to Utah to see a medicine woman that flew in from Costa Rica, um, and I had some medicine journeys. And I was opened up to some things that I was not aware of. and. When that happened, I knew that I had to heal from this pain and trauma. And that's when I started to dig deep into the cellular receptors. Um, every cellular receptor site has 100,000 receptors, 80,000 at birth are programmed for joy, love, um, and everything good. And 20,000, 20% are programmed for fear, pain, anger, even supplementation and nutrition. When we go through massive pain and trauma, our cells regenerate every 40 days. And so we go through mass, massive trauma. And we start to receive more fear, anger, pain, frustration. Um, we actually open our receptors up to receive more of that. And so I went through this traumatic experience of losing my mother, investing heavily, trying to save her life. Her and have, how her, old were you? How old were you when that happened? Two years ago. Okay, so you're thirty-two. Now, you're thirty. So you were thirty-two at the time. Okay. Yeah. So Sorry, you no, no, you. you're good. And so I was. I started to lose myself in a bottle and I started to go down the rabbit hole financially. Um, and I was out of integrity with myself and with others and I was straight in survival mode. And so because of the experience that I had in Utah, I knew the truth that I had to heal this pain and trauma. And so I started to dig deep into the quantum physics. I started to deep, dig deep or dig deep into learning how to love the areas of myself that I had hated and hid from the world for years. And that sent me on a journey. I realized that it was not going to happen for me to run this business and do this work. So I shit canned everything, Hmm. shut down all the websites, shut down everything. And I went back to my father's in Washington 
the place that I was most miserable in my entire life to find contentment, fulfillment, and happiness. And I finished it with a 10-day meditation retreat, uh, a 10-day sit in silence. And I found true contentment and true peace. um, And I really began to love the parts of myself that I had hated my whole life. Mm. And when that happened, they started to transform into things I actually loved. And I started to heal the old wounds and the old scars and the old insecurities inside of myself. And I wasn't sure if I was ever going to come back or I was ever going to coach again. Um, I committed to repairing my integrity. And if I couldn't do that with self and with others, then there was no point in continuing. So after 10 months, I healed. And like San Diego, one morning I woke up and I knew it was time to go to St. Petersburg, Florida. And the next day I was on a plane. And now I'm out here uh, building corporate wellness programs for Fortune 500 companies. Um, we launch a company called Agile Fitness. So basically doing what I've always done for the general public, uh, for um, the corporate execs and um, people high up in these Fortune 500 companies. And I'm uh, reestablishing my brand, rebuilding my brand. Um, but I'm also teaching people how to move through the ranks of consciousness. I'm teaching people how to root, move through the emotional states to operate, reprogram these cellular receptors to live in more joy, love, and abundance um, with their life. And I'm incredibly passionate about it. And so I still help people with the health and fitness. Sure. Um, It's not my main area of focus. Um, My main area of focus is the corporate wellness and the transformation. So that's the nutshell version of my story, how it got me here today. Uh And so that was a fantastic intro. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, let's get started with the show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no, that, 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 that's incredible, man. Um, and there's why I really like that story is, um, first and foremost, this show talks a lot about things that people don't normally think of, which then labels me to be, you know, a kook and a crazy person, but nobody listening to this show is, well, there's a, there's a group of people that listen to the show that hate me and they just listen because, and, and I always tip my hat to those people. Cause good for you guys. We call them fanboys. That's right. Yeah. Fanboys for sure. Uh, and there is a group of people that, um, are certainly on sort of on par with what, with what my message is. And they just enjoy the reaffirmation of somebody else saying the stuff that they already think about. Uh, and there's a group of people that were taking notes when you were speaking. Um, and those are our ideal avatar uh, in this realm. And these are the people that I love uh, the most, no offense to the fanboys and, and to those that agree with me. Um, but it's, it's those that were taking notes in that, in that story that, um, are, are the true heroes because every single person needs to create the change in within their lives. And, and, you know, your story talks on and touches on living a spot where, you know, you've gone, like you said, gym, it's like beach or misery, beach, gym, <laughs> millionaire, girlfriend, beach rob- house, be- yeah. Yeah, millionaire, girlfriend, beach house, robbed in Arkansas. And, and, and Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, Georgia. Yeah. And then secluded. Right. So this is a journey that is like, how is that even, how is that even feasible or possible? But the, I mean, the reality is every step of the way never quite felt properly adequate to you. You, you were going through the motions and you were doing what you thought you needed to do. Um, and, and this is what society tells us to do. So there's a ton of people out there going, I'm doing everything and it's still not working for me. And the universe has this really fun way of saying you're doing it wrong. 
no matter how much you think you're doing it, you know, you're doing it wrong. And as it stands now, you've come into, you've come into a spot where you're helping corporate America. Uh, and that isn't necessarily um, something that somebody would think to themselves, oh, I've gone from helping individuals in fitness to helping corporate America, well, especially on this show, because this show is like, fuck corporate America, you know? Oh, yeah, but the explicit thing just now gets tagged in there. So but, if I can teach higher consciousness to the companies that rule and run the world, and I can create change inside those companies, then I'm creating real impact and change globally. Which is why... You're on the show right now, <laughs> which brings me full circle to my point. Um, the idea that, you know, you can get into corporate America and, and you and I talked when we were talking the other day, you and I talked briefly on this. I said, they're going to fucking kill you. I said, your ideas are going to be caught uh, and they're going to take you out. Um, and that, you know, that sounds all, you know, conspiracy theorist and, and oh, dark men in masks and all that sort of stuff. But if you start having an impact, I mean, and I believe that you'll have that ability to, because you, when you parlay the ability to, to take somebody's money into putting an idea into somebody's head, uh, you, you do cultivate change. You do create something. And if corporate America, ladies and gentlemen, he's talking about going into, I'm not actually going to mention any of the names of the companies or anything like that, but he's talking about going into some of the bigger guys. And if this works, you know, he's going to have access to change the way the, the, the system works right now. So the corporate America system is don't look over here, but just look over here and do as we say and do as we do. And if anyone sort of raises against it, make fun of them. Make fun of the people that question anything that we tell them to do. And we are the media. We are everything. We are your HMO. We are your insurance. We are doing everything we can for you because we are the people that you need, not the free thinkers. Don't think like them. Don't do anything like them. Just simply make enough money, succeed, uh, buy your picket house, fence, Go into debt and and be technically a slave for the rest of your life. That's not happiness. And it's amazing that you have an opportunity to go in there and teach happiness. Like it's almost like the powers that be are so arrogant in their own belief that that sure, let's make our let's make our audience happier. Let's make our let's make our team happier. If they're a little bit happier, maybe we get a bit more production. Maybe we get this. Maybe we give the illusion that we're trying and caring. So but, you're gonna love this but you're out there actually implementing a change that if enough people pick up on, you've then opened their minds and their receptors to that specific frequency. Um, and, and you're going to be able to push it. Putting it under corporate wellness. There was a bill passed five years ago that allows these companies based on their net profit or, or um, whatever the, whatever the number is, I'm not the numbers guy, but where they can write off um, up to a million dollars on a corporate wellness program. And, they cannot write that off on anything else. Nice. So if they are not spending this money on corporate wellness, but wellness is emotional, mental, and physical, right? If they are not spending this money on wellness, they are paying it in taxes. So they feel like they're in a position where they're going to have to spend this money. And it's amazing because it's already allotted for them. Not to mention that my business partner has been creating change inside corporate America for 14 years. I'll make a statement right now that uh, the, the Mental Mastery Alliance would like to be a part of this in some way. <laughs> we'll figure to, it out, brother. I'd love to get my hands on that. Mm -hmm. um, but the true beauty uh, behind it is these people, you know, once you do open that up and once you do tap into uh, that, that, uh, I want to say that frequency inside corporate America and inside the world, you'll be able to 
not everybody. There'll be a ton of people in there that'll be like, whatever, pay me enough money so that I'm not hungry and I'll just keep being whatever I'm supposed to be because there are cogs in the wheel. Everybody has their own place. But those that need to wake up, you're going to help. If, even if you help one in 20 people, you're going to get in there and you're going to help the right people and you're going to make them see things and you're going to wake them up and you're going to push. You and I also spoke of something that blew my mind. Um, it was something that I, I had been very well aware of, but never actually put out verbally. So when you grouped it together, I was able to completely compartmentalize it um, and, and start filling that compartment with all the knowledge that had been loosely floating in my head, like adding a proper file system into your computer and dropping everything in there, mm -hmm. creating more space. And that is living in the answer and living in the question. Um, I mm -hmm. want you to go into a little bit of detail about this because it is beautiful. Okay. Let me, uh, Give me a second because I want to pull up the exact quote that you're referring to. So, and I have got plenty of time. Um, after I explain this, you take the mic for a minute. I'm going to run to the little boys room. Um, <laughs> if you want to pause your expansion to allow time, space, and safety to integrate your latest evolutionary expression in the world, Try living in the answer. If you want to unpause your ever expansion into how good you can stand life, test out living in the question. So I pride myself on being a pretty aware, conscious individual, but I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't have to read that 20 times before the light bulb went ding. Mm -hmm. What it means is, so you guys ever heard the phrase, um, the more, the more I know, the less, the, the less I know, or the more I know, the more I know, I don't know, uh, is, is the phrase. Yeah, the more but I find out, the more I find out, the more I realize I don't know shit. <laughs> yes. Yes. But yeah. also this is a little bit different. So it's the more I know, the more, the less I want to know. And the reason is, so who grows more than anybody else? Like what genre of people grows physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, more than anything else, a child, what does a child do? A child questions everything. Use an example with my nephew, right? And it was like, I was like, hey, um, he's like, what color is that car? I'm like, it's blue. He goes, why? I said, I don't know. That's what he wanted to paint. The guy wanted to paint it. Why? I don't know. Maybe his favorite color is blue. Um, why? I don't know. Maybe he had a childhood experience where he had a blue shirt that everybody in school liked. Why? I don't know. Maybe his mother had an infatuation with blue. Like, the funny thing down is, the rabbit hole. The funny thing you is know, with these kids, you think that they're yeah. just pissing you off. You think that they're just messing with you, but they're, they're legitimately they're to, asking the questions. They're growing. They're yeah. expanding. Yep. And so what happens is when we live in the answer, if we have all the answers, how the fuck are we going to grow? We're not. Like if we have all the answers in, 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 it's already stated that, oh, hey, it looks this way or a certain way. You see, and most of the answers that we have or we think that we have in our head, are not answers, they're assumptions. We've convinced ourselves of these stories yep. and that framework and those belief systems start to set in and then it creates your reality. Mm -hmm. Because you know, in simulation theory is a whole nother topic for, um, you know, we could, we could get a whole show to that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but anyways, what I have found is, so I believe that why, what I'm gonna relate this to is I believe that we all have one problem, one problem only. And when we, when we fix this problem, which is what I help people do now, all pro other problems go by the wayside. And it's what I call the ULP, the upper limit problem. It is the amount of love, how, how good can we stand life without subconsciously sabotaging it? How good can we sit in comfort and be comfortable? 
Um, and a lot of people say that they want certain things, but every time that they get them, they find a way to ruin them in their life. And so when we live inside of the question of how good we can stand it, we are constantly asking ourselves. And if we are wondering, truly wondering, those restrictions on this is how good life can be, breaks, it breaks that mold. And we are able to transcend through the ranks of consciousness, we are able to create an entirely new reality. And so stop having the answer because that's been fucking a lot of people in society mm. is thinking that they know it all, is thinking that they have the answers. I don't want the answers. And at 34 years of age, I've lived a lot of life, a lot of people haven't, and I've coached men twice my age. I still don't claim to have the answers, but I'm no. still growing in on a daily basis yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent and 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 you had said earlier that uh you you were talking about uh you know the coaching and and coaching men twice your age and one of the funny things is to anyone that is coaching you had also said that you needed to go go feel free to go i'm gonna i'll talk for a hot minute here but uh you you know when you do mention things like when you do mention things like I've coached men twice my age and all this sort of stuff. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, because he is gone, I am talking directly to you, the audience. Um, if you are coaching and if you are speaking about an age scenario or, or people listening to you, you have to understand that if you're giving value, value that is important to you, other people are listening to it. So anybody of any age can have any wealth of knowledge. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's better than yours. It's more than yours. It's, it's any different, you know, in any other aspect other than the fact that their knowledge and your knowledge can combine age again out the window. Uh, one of the biggest things that people start in with coaching is why would anybody listen to me? Why would, you know, why, how, I can't be a coach. Why would anybody listen to me? Uh, there is a ton of uh, doubt and fear that go into that. Um, and when you, you know, when, when he had, he had mentioned, you know, I'm 35 years old and I've coached men twice my age, you know, you, you go through a lot in life. And if you have the desire to speak, that already sets you apart. That already sets you apart from, from a ton of people and from, and from the idea that, that you can't do what you want to do, um, simply because you already have the mindset of speaking. Uh, he's back now, but I was just addressing the fact that because you had left, I was talking to the audience. Um, and to, to, to sort of surmise uh, that age is, is irrelevant now. Back in the day, we used to have to respect our elders because there was no wealth of information type of thing. We used to have to talk to the old guy at the job who would hand down the way things were done and we would you know, do all that sort of stuff. And I'm not saying now don't respect your elders because 100% respect anyone that came before you, respect anyone that came after you, respect everyone. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to respect, it has nothing to do with how you treat other people. It has everything to do with how you yourself perceive your actions in the world. If you're a piece of shit to somebody and you never see that person again, you have to live with yourself. You have to live with the fact that you've treated that person like a piece of shit. So it's all, it's all for you. It's all personal. Uh, and now back to, um, now that you are here and back to the answer and the question, it has been said and stated in numerous times that you can't teach somebody something who already knows everything and you grazed over it um, as if it were nothing, but it was, it's a huge point. It is that, that society, the, the most miserable people in society are living 100% in the answer. I already know everything. Nothing will change. I'm miserable now. So I'm miserable for the rest of my life. 
Now I'm suicidal because these are the thoughts that I gave. You had said, and what you grazed over, you had said, uh, we get these ideas in our head, we, we create them and we firm them in as fact and we don't allow ourselves to change the process behind them. Um, and then we go through life thinking that this is a reality. And, and people don't quite grasp yet that reality is completely subjective. Reality to you is not reality to me. And what I'm thinking isn't what you're thinking. And for me to think that you're thinking what I'm thinking is, is ignorant and arrogant. Uh, and it creates and leads to more depressions and more anxieties and all these things. So living in, this is why I loved it so much, because living in the question, you, when, you go from, you, when you legitimately go from living in the answer and you say to yourself, all right, I don't actually know anything, I'm going to start learning. The people that you associate with and the people that you hang out with and the people that you find around you after making that mental decision are entirely different people. You know, when you're like, I know everything, you're hanging out with other people who know everything and your conversations are very much headbutting back and forth bullshit. And you listen to these people and you're like, you know, all these people are talking about, you want to talk about living in an echo chamber and just bouncing ideas off your friends and just no, 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 It's, it's pretty pathetic because those who live in the answer already know everything and aren't worth talking to. The minute that that person makes the switch to living in the question, they now become susceptible to communicating. And when you properly communicate with somebody, the two of you are merging an idea and gaining mutual benefit from the communication. There's no, there's no, I'm telling, I'm talking at you. And you, and I don't know about you, Tyson, but for me, if somebody's talking at me, I, I just shut off and I just disappear. Yep. I'm the same way. And it's tone. It's a tonality. You know, even if I already know everything that you're saying, I'm listening to you for two reasons, reaffirmation of what I already know. And the, and, and of course that one tiny piece that I may not know that you're going to add to it. I'll always listen to the same thing. I'll always listen to it over and over again. So I think it's, I think, you know, I think this whole, this whole question and answer and mindset and life and struggle and the idea that we've made it, we haven't made it, you know, I'm a great success at 29. I'm a complete failure at 35. Uh, all that sort of stuff, you know, when you, when you sort of see all past it all and when you had, you had tapped on the simulation and ladies and gentlemen, we've, we've spoken of simulation theory on here. Um, but when you, when you tap into the idea that, you know, we're kind of, you know, there is no success and there is no failure. It's, it's, it's one long run, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't become successful and then just stop. <laughs> You're like, I made it. I'm successful now. I don't have to do anything that doesn't exist. There is simply a, there's a follow-up day to the day that you're currently on. And that happens every time. So you always have to do something and living in purpose is such a drive, such a drive on that. Um, I would uh, to touch on that. Um, I think this would be very valuable to your listeners. Um, I don't believe in problems um, because I, I, I spend a lot of time staying present. So every problem that you have is either in your past or it's a future assumption. There are no problems in this moment right now between you and I Nothing. on this conversation. There are no problems. No. And every problem exists in the past or the future. And so if somebody is convinced that their life is full of problems, it's simply a matter of getting clarity and getting, gaining presence. Um, and that 
can be very valuable also with living in the question. A hundred percent. And you know, there'll be people right now that listen to that and go, well, I can listen to your podcast and, and I still have to pay my rent at the end of the month. You know, well, that's not a problem. That's what you have to do. It's feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, you just, just hammer it out, get it done. Bye. Um, and it, it is a funny, it is a funny aspect because people will live in panic. Like, do you have enough money to pay your rent and get food and do this and do that? No. Well, maybe you should get a new job or get a different place to live or stop buying shit online. You know, <laughs> I know. Um, and it's, I'm not saying to do any of these things. Uh, I'm not saying that you need to stop eating food or you need to stop buying things online because if those are the things that you don't want to give up, then get a better job. And if you say to yourself, I can't get a better job, well, you're limiting yourself because you can, if you work nine to five, that gives you a ton of time after five to do other stuff. And if you say, well, I don't have time or energy or my job cleans me out. Was it you or somebody who had, somebody had said to me, that you have enough energy in and within you to power an entire city. That was like, not me, but that's, I believe it. Yeah. The, the, because of the energy and how, and how you as a human, you know, focus and move and do all this sort of stuff. You have enough, there's enough energy in the human body to power an entire city. I don't know who quoted that, but it was a really fascinating quote. And I think it was like even a picture quote or a meme that I saw. And I loved it. And so it's like, it's not that you don't have enough energy. It's that you're making the wrong decisions. You're letting certain things drain your energy. You're letting your mindset drain your energy. You're letting the food you eat drain your energy. You're letting the things you view drain your energy. Your experiences, your intake, your sensory intake will drain your energy. But you have enough energy to power a city. So that means if you, instead of watching Netflix after work, decide to put two hours into an idea and cultivate it and create it, you know, after 10 days, that's 20 hours that you've put into a business. After a year, that's hundreds and hundreds of hours that you've put into a business instead of watching friends on Netflix. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, so it's legitimately anything that you've ever wanted to do, you can absolutely execute on. And the, fa the fact that you think you can't or the fact that you're like, oh no, my job takes too much out of me and I've got kids and I've got this and I've got that. These are all decisions that you did make. Every single decision you ever made in your entire life has put you in the position that you're in right now. And if you want to make a different decision, if you want a different part of life, you start making different decisions. Absolutely. So that is, we, we went on a tangent there, but I want to get back into, I'm thinking, um, you know, your, your fitness stuff is, is going to be online. So we're going to be able to talk to people. We're going to be able to push this. This isn't your main goal, but these are things that already exist. These are tools that already exist. Um, and they're absolutely phenomenal because fitness again falls in and lies in with that aspect. It isn't, you know, it's not a body thing. It's not a, it's not a, you know, you have to do fitness. You have to do this. You have to do that. You had mentioned, actually, <laughs> you were talking about this and this wasn't on the podcast. This was us talking prior to going live. Um, and we're going to back it up a little bit here. Let's talk uh, about the retention rate that you were, that you were uh, hammering down with regards to weight loss. Yeah. Um, the most recent stats that I saw was that weight loss, which is actually improved as crazy as it is, has an 86% recidivism rate. That means 86% of the pounds that are lost are gained back within a year and usually more are gained back. Um, I actually had a client once and he admitted to me <clears throat> that he had lost the same hundred pounds over and gained it back over a 15 year period, accumulating a total loss and gain of over a thousand pounds. Hmm. It, to me, it's insane. So 
when when you when you have standard fitnesses and they and and like you said at the beginning of this podcast you're like i went against everything that they taught it's funny when you said that because it caught my attention and i as a coach do not like other coaches i hesitate when i say that because i'm not talking about you specifically or personally other coaches who are listening to this you're great people um the industry in and of itself is garbage it's garbage i completely agree um and i sit here as a coach as as uh, i don't know i'd like to think i'm respected but as a coach who's been doing it for 10 years and as a coach who's been through some serious ups and downs and as a coach who's lived through a lot of shit um, I have seen and experienced a ton and I pride myself on pushing the envelope. And what I'm seeing now is a lot of coaches doing the same thing, speaking their minds and understanding that we can't, we can't cookie cutter. We can't group these people in. We can't live in a society where, you know, uh, everybody has to placate everybody else. So you're coming out of the fitness world and you're going into corporate world and you're basically taking on every challenge that you've ever learned to overcome in the past 35 years of your life, which has led you up to right now, ladies and gentlemen, Tyson James Lee is about to take this into corporate America and he's about to kick everybody right square in the nards. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a fascinating, fascinating approach. It's this is why I'm going to put part one at the end of this, when I write this uh, episode up, because there's going to be many more times that Tyson and I are going to be communicating. Speaking of the coaching industry and how much disdain you and I probably both (laughs) have for it, um, which is a great word. um, Everybody's like, well, it's all about the value. You see all these posts, right? It's all Mm -hmm. about the value. If it's all about the value you're delivering, why are you coaching people one-on-one? Why aren't you running groups of hundreds of people? Why aren't you speaking in New York stadium? Why aren't you, going to who really controls everything and impacting that. Yeah. For me, it's about the value and the money will follow that. But I don't care about anything except impact. Mm-hmm. I don't care about anything except the legacy that I leave. That is what drives me. That is what gets me up before the sun rises. It is that legacy that I want to leave. It is that impact that I want to have because this man walked the face of the earth. Now we have this. And I, what I, what I adore about that is your, your passion, your intensity. Normally I get, normally I'm not drawn to, uh, mm-hmm. to that kind of energy um, because I find it to be megalomaniac ish. Mm-hmm. You actually come across as somebody who legitimately means what he says when he says it's a, you know, I want to push, I want to change. Uh, we don't get stadiums because we're not Tony Robbins. We're not Oprah Winfrey, you know, we're not, we're not, yeah. we're not there. Um, and you only get stadiums when, when you sell out the small rooms uh, and you only sell out the small rooms when you sell out the one by one-on-ones and then the groups online. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the elevation and the step up and all that sort of stuff is there, but I also have never had any desire to sell at an auditorium. I spoke at the, was it the wealth Toronto, whatever, one of the eight, one of the wealth expos. Uh, and I remember, I remember thinking to myself, uh, watching these other guys go at it and I'm thinking they're selling a product. Um, I, I don't have the, I don't have the same passion that you have when it comes to uh, really getting your face out there. I remember you and I are talking about, you've had that dream where you're standing in Yankee stadium, addressing the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were to have a dream similar to that, I'd be the guy holding the cue card saying, say this, say this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll need that guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah that's, yeah. that's where I'm happiest because I want people yeah. to succeed. I, I personally don't have that legacy. I'm not interested in the legacy that I leave behind. Um, in the sense where I don't want people to remember my name. 
I just want people to be better for the things that I may or may not have done. So I don't um, care if they remember my name. I want to be remembered for the work that I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Th- that would be the legacy is the work that I did. A hundred percent. And that, I mean, that's massive. That's massive. There are tons of people out there. And ladies and gentlemen, too, when you're looking for a coach, uh, and, and Tyson and I just really shit on the entire industry, uh, both fitness and mental. Um, but I'm not. I'm, I'm not knocking anybody. I'm not saying I'm better than anybody. I'm saying when you are looking for a coach, when you are looking to work with somebody, make sure that you connect with them. Don't let them pressure you into anything. There is no pressure. There is no need to pressure any sale. Pay attention to who's, who you're speaking with, who you're going to benefit from. Work with them as much as you can. And then when you're ready, execute on a financial transaction. Because at the end of the day, you do not commit as much to yourself if you're not financially invested in what you're doing with your mind. Coaching is a two-bar industry, is what I call it, as a two-bar industry. It's got a very, very, it's unregulated, so it has a very low, low bar for entry and Mm -hmm. a very, very high bar for success. And these statistics were from about three years ago. Um, But 95% of the coaching industry makes 5% of the industry's money. Oh, yeah. And 5% of the coaching industry makes 95% of the industry's money. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you have coaches that are truly passionate, truly great at what they do, that are truly creating change and helping others create change inside of their life. Um, I love when you said create a change because that was the very first Facebook Facebook page I ever created was called Create a Change. Um, And it doesn't mean that coaches that aren't making in the 95% of the money category aren't creating value. Um, but typically money follows value. So you can take that for what it is. Well, what, how I look at that is Dale Carnegie said, beware. I think it was Dale Carnegie. It might've been Jim Rohn. No, it was Jim Rohn, but Jim Rohn might've gotten it from somebody else because here's a beautiful thing. The quote is beware new fundamentals. So for the most part, every single person is teaching the same fundamentals. Um, and it's who you decide that you associate with or who you, who you relate to the most. Uh, because They're living most, in the answer. And most people are connecting, most people are connecting the, the, the truths, the truths that already exist. Uh, most coaches. So, well, I mean, you can hear a ton of messages like, uh, not Jim Rohn, but uh, I mean, Tony Robbins can say a ton of stuff, right? And there's another guy that's literally regurgitating uh, Tony Robbins' message, but with his own flair. So, if you don't connect with Tony Robbins, maybe you connect with this other guy that's, you know, that's basically regurgitating, but putting his own passion into it. So that's why that 5%. And honestly, ladies and gentlemen, if you do decide you're getting into the coaching realm, that, that 95% that's making the, the small amount of money or the, the 5% of the money, there's a ton of money to be made. Um, more importantly, there's a ton of change to be had. Even if you have 10 clients, you're doing something. You're cultivating change in the world. And that's... Yep. You know, that's a phenomenal thing. So no matter where you go and what you do, get in there, break some bones, shake some legs. A good coach will not claim to have the answers for your life. I feel it is very unconscious for me to sit here and say, I have the answers for you and your life. What I help people do is I help them self-discover those answers for themselves. I coach on an individual basis. There is no one system that I put 100% of people through. Are there systems that work for a large majority of people? Sure, absolutely. Um, But for me or any coach to sit there and tell you that they have the answer for your life, um, I'd watch out for that. A good coach will help you self-discover the answers for yourself and connect you to the truth yourself. 
Yeah, absolutely. And on that note, we will wrap it up a little bit. Um, we're, we'll get into our close here. Uh, but I, I agree with that hundred percent. I mean, the one thing that I do 98% of the time, but certainly not hundred percent of the time is the first call or the intake call I have with my potential new client. I introduce them to their ego and I put them face to face with their own ego, something that they've never seen before or never even really acknowledged. Uh, and that is, that's a phenomenal thing because everybody has an idea of what they think their ego is until they're face to face with it. And that's just a small exercise that, that I do that really wakes people up. And that's a, that's definitely a really solid uh, icebreaker. So learn how to do that. Uh, and you've got, you've got a good, you've got a good core. Um, but yeah, so we are going to wrap this up now, but uh, Tyson, this, this has been uh, a phenomenal, a lot of fun for me. Uh, and we've, we've gone long. Been a lot this, of fun for me. Yeah. Awesome. This is, uh, this is definitely going to be a part one. Um, I, you know, I can see, I mean, I could even, I could even drop it to, you know, if we wanted to drag this out a few more minutes, I could say, what do you think about the moon landing? <laughs> mm. But we won't talk about that just yet. So what we're going to do yet. is, no, we'll, we'll have you on, uh, definitely have you on um, uh, in, in the not too distant future. And we'll start talking about all that other stuff. But you have a mindset about you that is um, geared for the next level. I don't even want to say geared for success because success comes and goes. Uh, there is no, there's no final moment. There's no positive up. There's no, there's no permanent down. Uh, it is, it is a journey that we're all on. Uh, and it's a journey of self-discovery. That is, that is a phenomenal one that, that leads to the next level, the next, the, the next level. So that's where you are, I think. Uh, and, and as for me, um, I will absolutely make sure that if you guys want to reach out to, uh, to Tyson, just punch him in into uh, Facebook, Tyson, James Lee, he is the only one. Um, if you can't find him, hit me up, uh, coach ARW, you know, where else to find us, the mental mastery Alliance.com on Instagram, the mental mastery Alliance and Facebook, the mental mastery Alliance. We are there to help you to answer a few questions. Uh, we have our new, uh, writer and our new pseudo coach and information giver. Don McKenna is with us. So you'll be introduced to him and you'll meet him as well. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to say, Tyson? Um, no, um, I'd love to come on and, and share the health and fitness, uh, anytime that you would like, uh, I would come back and drop a ton of value on that. Um, you know, I guess my closing remarks would just be, and it's so cliche, but nothing changes until we change. And Einstein said that no problem can be solved in the state it was created. And, a a, a lot of what I see out there is people trying to solve their problems in the same state they were created in the same panic. And I believe Einstein was talking about emotional frequency. Um, and so being able to shift your state and change your perception, living in the question is imperative to your growth and the change of society today. It is imperative. Yeah. I love that. I love that again. I love that living in the answer, living the question is that deserves its own topic. We didn't even get into the anti-aging. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a, an, an entire episode with Tyson. It's probably not going to be an hour, but it's going to be a good one about, about how to, how to anti-age, what you can do, what, how you can eat, how you can carry yourself to reduce how you physically look, you know, without going under the knife. So we got a ton, man. I want to talk about the moon landing. I want to talk about anti-aging. I want to talk about fitness. I want to talk about what happens. I can't wait until your first day in corporate America. I want to have you on the show. Like while you're walking into the office, I want to have you on the show. Yeah. Awesome. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm really excited for what's coming. I'm really excited that we're going to be able to help each other. I'm, re I'm really excited to, to, if you're walking head on into corporate America, I will certainly be, 
I will be watching. I will be doing my best to, 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 to take it all in. And I'm really excited to, you know, you're a Trojan horse, man. And, and the funny thing is we can sit here and we can talk about it. these guys don't even pay attention to small fries like us, uh, you know, in this setting. So we can talk directly about them and it won't even matter, but you are a Trojan horse going in to disrupt the, 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 the franchise and to get paid for it to boot. So, I mean, I, I, my hats off to you, brother. Hats off to you. It's going to be phenomenal. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for having me on. hundred uh, percent. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, as I always do in the infamous words of red green, Keep your stick on the ice. <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.